G'day, welcome back to the Hello JW podcast. I nearly forgot the name of my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, very, very special episode today. Got my beautiful wife Grace with me today. We have got some baby free time and we we were like, hey, let's record a podcast together because we haven't done it for a long time. I can't remember the last time we recorded one. I feel like it was on yours. It's been a while. I don't think I even posted that. Oh, wow. Well, then it's been a very long time. Then. Yeah. But anyway, we were just chatting before we hit record and uh, Grace being a Y plane, and for those that know what I'm talking about there, you'll know what I mean when I say white plane like literally two minutes ago Chris was like I need structure and me being a how plane I'm like I provide the structure and I'm like oh shit yeah you do need structure because otherwise we would have just had no idea what we're going to talk about on this podcast so yeah we're going to have a big focus around our relationship and just what we've been doing over the last what let's say three to four months I suppose it's been since we've moved to Adelaide yeah um we've just been through some insane shifts in our relationship in the last three months and yeah, I think it'd be really beneficial for all you guys to to really hear about and just to hear us have a conversation about it so yeah we're going to hone in on communication and then we're going to do some talk about connection and yeah we're also going to have a chat about parenting in a sense and moving Luna into her cot which has been an experience in itself um, so yeah hopefully you guys really enjoy this episode and yeah let's just jump straight in let's uh i think we should start off with moving loon to the cot because that's i feel like something that people especially parents will understand mm. in in the best way so yeah you can uh you can kick that off because i feel like you were <laughs> you were definitely the instigator in moving her into the cot so yeah yeah well for anyone that doesn't know beforehand we were bed sharing with luna and as she got older, it got to the point where we'd moved to Adelaide. Our bed here was smaller and it just wasn't working getting good night sleeps with Jacob in the bed as well. So for a fair while now, we'd been sleeping in separate beds, which... Sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really did. And I think it sucked more so... I think you were more aware of how much it sucked because you were on your own. Mm obviously was with Luna and I wasn't super noticing how much it was affecting us and our dynamic with where we're at now. It definitely worked for the time we were doing it, but it had gotten to the point where I just took a step back and I, I realized from my side, okay, this really isn't working. And sure, you can look at all the different things of what I had believed in around bed sharing and putting them in a cot, but I just knew things needed to change and yeah, then we obviously had a conversation on it because... I was pretty stoked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's not even, obviously, the, you know, sex side of things. It's mm. the connection and having cuddles in bed together and, yeah. you know, having that time. You know, you're sleeping, but it's just the time before and waking up next to each other that... They're the little things that you don't realise are the big things, especially when you have a child and your time for connection and everything is more limited yeah. through different moments. So, yeah, it was definitely a few months of letting go of, I suppose, the attachment to bed sharing and what it meant 
in terms of identities and everything like that for me and for you and as our relationship dynamic. But yeah, then we were just like, nah, let's do this. We reached out to a sleep consultant to get help with it. She was amazing. She was really amazing. What was her name? Holistic Sleep Mama, maybe? She's here in Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Definitely recommend. But yeah, originally we just wanted to potentially move her into a bed but it got recommended for a cot for her safety and feeling like she was yeah in her own space and I I definitely resisted that I don't know about you I feel like it was so interesting I remember if it was you that um you just found this somewhere or you got it from the sleep consultant but I definitely had this thought as well of the cot being like a cage Mm. and her being isolated and just seeing it in like a complete Mm. negative way and then I think you said it to me where you were like, no, that's just her space to be held and feel safe. Yeah. And I was like, ah, and I think it was the first couple of nights, Luna, like, I can't remember if she actually struggled too much, but I feel like she's taken to the cot so well. Yeah. Like extremely well. And she knows that it's her bed now. Like we say, where's your bed? And she's like, points to the cot. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. And for reference, because people don't know our space, we have the cot in our bedroom still because we are only in a one-bedroom place. Um, but... It's washing machine coming <laughs> off in the background. <laughs> just uh, just might parent not, things. Might not be out of here. <laughs> Which is crazy. Um, yeah, I remember my attachment to, like, Luna and thinking, yeah, oh, no, she'll struggle with that, but then realizing that was actually me and that maybe she would actually thrive in her own space and being so close to me through the night was actually affecting her sleep and breastfeeding through the night was affecting her sleep and our connection and all of these things. And she hadn't slept through the night pretty much ever bar when she was a newborn, basically just mm. accidentally. Oh, yeah. And um, since moving into the cot, she's had frequent sleeping through the nights now that she's not breastfeeding and now that she's in her own space and not so close to me and I think that just speaks to something I knew before but didn't really see proof of that our energy and stuff does impact them and oh, yeah. being right next to me through the night would be yeah having a huge impact on her um and me so yeah opened up to having a cot knowing that it actually was going to serve her and She's shown proof of that too in that she just loves her cot and, yeah, her little space and she... There's been a couple of times where she's had a rough night and we took her into the bed with us to try and settle her and she just wouldn't go to sleep there really. She wanted to go to her cot. Yeah, I wanted to go back to her own bed. It's been so good to see her transition from bed sharing into the cot as well mm. like she's already been a bloody independent kid yeah. and now it's just like it's increased tenfold it's nuts but even in the sense of from from my side i felt so helpless in mm. bedtime and getting her to sleep because um and for those that might not know like when you bed share grace was basically breastfeeding luna to sleep so yeah that basically rendered me useless because 
yeah, my boobs don't produce milk, so <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't much I could do in that department. So I would just like sit there twiddling my thumbs, being like, "Hey, good job!" Like mm-hmm. just trying to support Grace as much as possible, but at the same time, just feeling completely useless. And it's been interesting getting Luna into the cot now because. I want to take her to bed now mm. because I know that I can do it and it's kind of empowering and she responds so well to me taking her to sleep as well, which is, I mean, I love it. And yeah, it's just so good. We've got like a beautiful routine with her in taking her to bed. Like she knows her routine, like the back of her hand. She knows that as soon as dinner time starts, it's like dinner and then we shower and then she does rub rub and then brushes her teeth and then nappy jammies, read a book and then we're in bed. Like it's, mm. oh, it's so good. And she's got a little, she's got a little blankie and a little bluey teddy in her bed as well. It's so cute. Like she just, yeah, she loves it. But yeah, from my side, it's been so good to feel like I, can have an impact in that I suppose like because for so long and it affected the way that we communicated too like I feel like all the topics we're talking about today kind of intertwine in terms of connection and communication because you know Grace would talk to me about Luna's sleep when we were bed sharing and I would just zone out because I just thought it was useless information because I didn't take Luna to sleep so why would I need that information in my head? And that was the kind of logic that I used. And then the communication would just break down and Grace would be like, why aren't you listening? And I'd be like, well, fucking, I don't know. And it was just shit. And yeah, now it's like, I'm so invested in her sleep. And when we got the sleep consultant, I was just like, I I read this PDF document like three times. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to fucking nail this. And yeah, it was so great. Like, and we went through stages, like, yeah, for me, it was so good. The sleeping result had broken all down into stages, and I was like, yep, cool. I'm like, now we've got tangible evidence of when we can move to the next stage, and my brain was just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, this is what I need. And, yeah, it's just been so good. And, yeah, even even her rough nights, like, there's been times where you've gotten up in the middle of the night with her, and then there's been times I've gotten up in the middle of the night with her, and, like I said, she doesn't want to go to sleep with us. Mm-hmm. She just wants to go back to her bed and... We knew that that would happen. Like, we knew that she potentially wouldn't take to the cot. And, like, we were prepared to have nights where we didn't sleep. Mm. And I feel like all parents yeah. just kind of have to expect that, whether it's whether they only have it once or whether it happens many, 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 many times. Like, yeah, I feel very grateful that Luna is a decent sleeper. Like, yeah. she's, she's actually really good. Yeah. In, in some stories you hear about kids sleeping or kids lack of sleeping I should say is is pretty crazy so mm. yeah like to give everyone an idea Luna's usually asleep I'd say she's usually asleep on average between 7 and 7 30 p.m mm. and awake between 5 5 30 a.m mm-hmm. like, it's a bloody good sleep mm. schedule like it's oh so good I'm so grateful especially compared to what it was where because near the end there, when even though she was bed sharing, it's like she was showing us signs that she wasn't thriving in that. She mm-hmm. was resisting sleep and her we weren't feeding her in the right way to work with her naps and yeah. she wasn't eating enough solids and all these different elements that were impacting her sleep. And then she was breastfeeding almost on the hour. And so I wasn't having full restful sleeps. And um, I think that speaks to what you were saying around you feeling like you can contribute. And mm. I think that's helped our dynamic heaps. So much. Because as much as, you know, 
I could sit there and be like, it's okay, like, I'm fine doing it. It was tough at times feeling like I was the only one that could, because of our choices, of course, like, we were choosing to do that, but feeling like I was the only one that could get her back to sleep, you know. I'd spend an hour getting her to sleep in bed and I'd be away on my own with her. Then I'd get up and hope that she stayed asleep. And then if she woke up, I'd have to go back in with her and I couldn't go anywhere or really do anything near nighttime because she relied on me. Exactly. And to have that shift has just been huge for me individually and for you individually and then together for us to be working more so and feeling like, I don't want to say equal, but like, like we can both contribute in the same way that feels good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been so good, especially just being able to like, yeah, like I said before, feeling useless because I couldn't breastfeed Luna to sleep and it's like, oh no, Grace, you can't go out with, you can't go out and have dinner with your friends because you need to get Luna to sleep. Like, no, you can't do anything at nighttime because you need to go get Luna to sleep like that. And it hurt me as much as I feel like it would have hurt you because I wanted to help you in that. And now it's like, yeah, if you want to go spend a couple of nights in an Airbnb on the side of a mountain and and just dance and do whatever you want, like, I'm like, yeah, fucking off you go. Like, see ya. Go do your thing. And I can just have full confidence that Luna and I are going to be great. Mm-hmm. And so is Luna. Yeah, yeah. Like, she loves spending Bye, time with me. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, mummy. <laughs> yeah, it's been so good. And I think that's a good transition to speak about connection between us as well. Like, yeah, it was kind of missing for a long time. And it's... We've always been... Well, I mean, we've always been very connected when you compare to other relationships. Like, But now, for us looking at our levels of connection at the moment it's just like obviously we're still working on it like you can always get better but it's at, it's probably the best it's ever been no, it's not probably it is the best it's ever been in our relationship and yeah we've put in a lot of work for it to get to this point and I'm not going to sit here and say it's been easy because mm. it's been pretty fucking rough at times and you know there's been times where I've put walls up and Grace will call me out and just be like uh, why the fuck are you putting your walls up? You've been, you put your walls up for like two days now. And I'm talking about the last two days, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, there's yeah. big times. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, legit. I'll give you a prime example. So I think it was Tuesday. Um, I got real triggered by something and I just didn't say anything to Grace and it just triggered, like it didn't come from Grace. I got, uh, it was like an external trigger and, um, it just stim- it, it stimulated a lot of overthinking for me and then instantly I was just like Whoop! like the wall went up and then it was like Wednesday my communication was like off and I could tell and if I can tell my communication's off Grace can absolutely tell and there's even been times where I can't even tell my communication's off and Grace is like yeah um, yeah it's off a little bit and I'm like nah fuck and then it was yesterday uh, Grace and Luna in the shower and it might have even been before that where you were just like are we going to have a fucking conversation about you putting your walls up or are you just going to keep putting them up and I was like how dare you call me out like <laughs> god damn it but I mean, that's the level that our relationship's at like Grace can absolutely say that to me and I can say it back to her and it's just like ah yeah shit like I can get annoyed I, I, I could get annoyed at Grace saying that to me but then 
that just means that I'm continuing to put my walls up and like she's called me out for it. So I've got the option to either just go, yeah, you're right or nah, I'm just going to keep them up for a little bit and be an asshole and be a little dickhead for a little bit more. Like, And no one, it's not something that I want to do. Mm. And yeah, like Grace Full called me out for it and I was like, fuck yeah, you're right. And then she's like, when are we going to have a conversation? And I was like, yeah, yep. I didn't really say anything and then yeah you and Luna in the shower and I like come in and I was just like I'm gonna go train but before I go train and I was like and then just like express the whole heap of stuff Grace expressed the whole heap of stuff back to me and then I was just like ah damn it like (laughs) had to take some ownership of some shit and yeah woke up this morning well I went and trained last night which helped a lot and then we woke up this morning and had a bit of a dance together. Obviously, Luna's with a Luna's with a babysitter this morning, so this is, we Grace and I haven't had baby free time together for feels like a long time now. Mm. And yeah, it's like ah, oh, so this is what it's meant to feel like. Mm. It's not meant to feel like there's distance, and it's not meant to feel like I've got walls up or you've got walls up. Because and here's the thing: what happens with with Grace and I, and, and I don't know if this happens in other relationships at all, but if like I'll get triggered by something for example this week and then I put my walls up basically to everyone including Grace and then Grace sees me with my walls up so then Grace puts her walls up and it's just like we're like two bricks clanging together it's like oh so you're gonna be like that huh yeah 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 we're like Grace gets real sassy about it too without even knowing and it's actually real funny because then she calls me out in like a real sassy way and it's kind of fun um yeah we're like two bricks that clank together sometimes and it's like just there's no connection like it's just flat surface to like Mm. flat surface versus you know being like two hands and like fingers intertwining Mm. like that's how it should be in a relationship and you can separate those hands and they can be fully functioning by themselves which is something that we just do so well like we're absolutely Mm. able to just be independent of each other but then when we come together it's fucking just magical and Mm. yeah it's insane I think something that's important to note there around the brick thing is we used to be bricks pretty much all the time. Yeah. And when one person was triggered or one person was closed off, the other person would just do that and just stay in that out of spite. And, mm. you know, until we'd stepped into our own journeys and healing different things and all that sort of stuff. It's been a fair few, yeah, experiences and years now. But now when it happens... We're so aware of it that it doesn't last weeks or months. Yeah. It lasts like a day. Yeah. And, you know, say you, I notice you putting your walls up, which lately, because we've been so open together and there's been this huge shift, it was so noticeable. Yeah. And so you are great at, like, closing off and, like, keeping yourself protected in that sense and like not communicating whereas my then response to that is I'm also amazing at just like shutting everything off like nothingness and yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I could just leave you forever and I'd be fine like yeah, yeah. like that's my pattern um and in turn as well with that I'm aware of and going to continue you know shifting the um oh like are you going to be like that? I'll happily just like walk all over you sort of thing. And just me pulling out these old traits suddenly when you decide to be in your old space and 
you know, parts of me coming out and I'm like, where has this come from? Like, why am I suddenly being so mean to you again? And being aware of that. And then again, both of us making that conscious choice to get out of that. And that was similar to, you know, this morning we've had a few, you know, testing days together and a few testing weeks as a family for various reasons, lunar sleep and all of this stuff. And it happens sometimes if we've had that and we suddenly have baby free time and it's just like... You're giving each other daggers yeah, and across it's like, the room. <laughs> I know we should be connecting right now, but I kind of don't want to connect yeah. with you. And it's just this like almost childish, like inner child sort of coming out of, yeah. And being aware of that and not making that wrong, mm. but also being, being able to make the choice to do different yeah. and say, cool, like I see you, but I deep down what's running this is the desire for connection. Yeah. And like, that's, that's such an important piece I feel for so many people to hear because you can get stuck and we've done it. We've got, we've had, we've been stuck in those sort of patterns for months on end. Mm. And then it, it sometimes it just blows up into a big argument and then we get to the end of the argument and we're both sitting there laughing because we're just like, why the fuck <laughs> were we doing that? Like, that's so silly. <laughs> And yeah, like I said, <clears throat> it only lasts for like a day now. And that's, and that's what, like we've had so many conversations around this when it comes to our relationship. It's like, there could be something that I'm doing, like something, I'll say I'm going to do the dishes and I don't do the dishes for like six months. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I am just speaking the truth. <laughs> for everyone that's listening, I did that. <laughs> um, but, like, that can happen. And then you, for example, or the partner in the like this example would see that and then be like, you said you were going to do this and you didn't. And ba-boom, 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 and just start listing everything that they haven't been expressing that they aren't liking about the relationship. And then it blows up into this incredibly mm-hmm. big argument and then all of a sudden the relationship's ended. And it's like just looking at that and taking it as learnings and then growing the relationship. Cause it's Mm. like, yeah, it's like a speed hump, right? Like you, you can see it coming too. And it's like the biggest speed hump you're ever going to have to get. And you're like, how the fuck are we going to drive over that speed Mm. hump? Like the car's going to bottom out or whatever. Like, and then you get over it and the road is the smoothest road that you've ever driven on in your entire Mm. life. And we've had that so many times. Like, I can't even begin to explain where our relationship is at right now compared to where it was at, when did we, end of 2018, like, Mm. I look back at the end of 2018 and I'm like, ha 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 ha, like, who were they? (laughs) Like, they were two just, two little kids, Mm. like, it's just nuts, and something that's, yeah, something that's been really, really important is is those like real tough conversations and you've definitely been the leader in that and it's it's been nice to see because I definitely needed to see how important that was in a relationship because I'd never seen that in a relationship before and from my side because I'd never seen it I was like oh well it can't be that important because Mm. I've never seen if it's worked but then I'd never seen if it hadn't worked either and then just seeing you do it and then like seeing myself do it and just express everything and even just 
because there's been times where because Grace is Grace is really good at calling me out because she'll just do it and then I sit here and I'm like oh she definitely needs to be called out for that and then I'm like mm, do I want to have that conversation right mm, nah and then I just don't say it and then it just then like the pattern happens and, and I like, know you yeah. like I'm like speak up like yeah yeah and then <laughs> then I'm like it's like that thing that I said like I. I don't see it work. I've never seen it work before, so why would I do it? And then I start doing it, and I'm like, holy fuck, it works! <laughs> and that in itself, even though I know that there's going to be a tough conversation to come, it's just like, put your fucking big boy pants on, mm. man the fuck up, and just have the conversation. Like, Even though it's going to be tough, and it might be something as simple as doing the dishes, or you know, it, it might be something like you're not happy with the way that your partner's communicating with you, or... There might be something that's happening in the relationship that's been happening for a few months and the pattern is just so noticeable, but neither of you mm. are speaking about it. It's like, how long are you going to let that go on for? And we're at the point now where we're just like, if it happens for a day, we're like, this is fucked. What can we do to change that? Mm. <laughs> and like, that's why, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast. And because the last three months... I feel like our relationship has grown as much as it has in the the whole time that we've been together before that. Like it's just been absolutely crazy, and like the now obviously everything intertwines in this podcast. All the things we're talking about and the the topics we're going over. But um, oh, you want me to speak up? Yeah. <laughs> Look at the lines on the thing. You, you, oh, true. you start speaking and you get quieter and quieter. Uh, and I've been trying to not correct you because I'm like, just do your thing. But I'm like. It's going to be like really loud and I'm speaking, I'm speaking up and then you're like, start speaking to yourself and just going yeah. into this little thing. Grace is doing hand signals at me like she's waving a spell with her magic wand. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what the, what the fuck is that? Um, anyway, so what, <laughs> what I was going to say was the, all these topics and everything <laughs> intertwine. And <laughs> you haven't just spoken up, but you've sat forwards. Now it's gone from like zero to a hundred. You yeah, can good. still chill back, okay. still chill back, but just like speak. Anyway, <laughs> what I was going to say is that <laughs> it's fine. I'm gonna edit that out. Um, yeah, it's been really interesting to see how all of that's worked and then obviously seeing the carryover to all other areas of our relationship as well in terms of our like our connection, our intimacy and obviously all these topics intertwine with each other that we're talking about today, like getting back in the bed together and yeah, just having those cuddles to sleep or waking up next to each other in the morning, like those things I cherish so much and it's done I mean, it's done wonders for our intimacy and our sex life. Like even if we just look back at the last week, it's done incredible things. And yeah, obviously we've done a lot of work on that side of our relationship as well. Like um, we've done and are still currently doing Juliet Allen's Pleasure School and that's been really interesting. And, you know, I resisted that a lot when we first started as well. And then the more we got into it, the more I realised how fucking important it was and then there's been a few other things that have just really helped as well in terms of uh our intimacy and our connection in that area which has just been yeah so good for me because i was definitely at a point where i'd been in a place where i was like yeah 
oh, I know how to have sex and I'm good at it. And then it was like realizing that I'm not that good at it was actually the best thing because then I actually got good at it. And I'm sure it's been similar for you in terms of the way we show up in that space now versus say like two years ago. Mm. Yeah. And I think this is an important, I'm not sure how much you've talked on it, but an important topic for, I know it's mostly men that listen to your podcast, but in, from my side, uh, still up until only a few months ago, if I wanted to communicate something in the bedroom, I pretty much wouldn't because I knew that you would get defensive about it. You mm. wouldn't be open to it. I'd communicate something. You wouldn't listen. Yeah. You, I'd tell you time and time again something because I'd been working on communicating what I liked and didn't like and what was good from my side. But then you still, I think because you were in that mindset, like, no, I know what I'm doing. Mm that you, I would tell you, like, be more gentle and I'd tell you time and time again and you wouldn't do anything differently and then I just would slowly stop communicating and then that would, like, I think add to where you were just like, yeah, I've got this, like, this mm. is good and then I was sort of sitting there like, he doesn't listen to me, like, yeah, whereas now there's you've obviously been through big shifts recently around yourself and, you know, I'm sure you've talked on that, I will talk about that, but... Now there's this whole different dynamic where I communicate something and you receive it mm. and you you take it on board and you instantly change what you're doing and it's been so massive for me to feel heard and like you care and for it to be more enjoyable for us both. Mm. And like you said, it feels good for you to do that. Yeah, 100%. And it's been really nice to, I suppose, actually feel you open up mm. in that sense as well because... Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I've got this. And then I'd be wondering why you weren't opening to mm. me. And, like, that's the whole you know, that's the whole thing about masculine and feminine, right? It's like masculine is giving, feminine is receiving. And we, but we both have those within us. And, like, I wasn't receiving anything from you. So then I wasn't able to give in the best way possible. And then you weren't receiving in the best way because, like, there was just all this shit that was getting blocked between us both. And then as soon as we just opened up... Yeah, everything changed and it was, yeah. I mean, there was that one experience where I won't say what we were doing, but it's a bit, it's a bit raunchy. <laughs> but yeah, there was that one experience that kind of like triggered it and I was like, oh, so this is what it can be like? And then I was just like honed in on it and yeah. Mm. And yeah, like it was, um, it was a bit jumpy here and there and like we had to adjust and yeah refine a few things especially from my side and then as soon as I just fully dived into it it's like oh so this is what it's meant to be mm. and yeah it was just awesome <laughs> I'm sitting here like I don't even know what you're talking about the listeners are gonna be like what is he talking yeah. about no they can leave it up to their own expectations <laughs> but yeah something that I feel has been big for both of us in applying in that area was something that we learned through Julia Allen's pleasure school Mm. around, um, you know, the focus on sex being based a lot from porn and being mm. focused on this one linear line of start having sex and then the pleasure increases, increases, increases until climax and then just a drop. Like, that's all it is. And it's just like, that's the goal. That's your focus. And so many men probably struggle with that because it's like performance and all of this stuff. 
and then women struggle with that because they're so focused on oh, I need to go and then the guy asks did you go and it's just all this pressure and I know so many women that have struggles with having orgasms and a lot of that stems from you know the focus being so deeply on that and the pressure and thinking about that whereas on like what we learned was around seeing it as this up and down of not a straight line of the pleasure increases and then it can drop and then it increases more and then it can drop and you ride this different wave and relaxing into that and that has been huge for Mm. both of us both of us in incredible ways in taking that pressure away and from breathing into the pleasure so that you can go to new heights and so you know if something clunky does happen during intimacy time it's not like oh no it's been ruined it's like this fun different experience because you know that it can fluctuate yeah and the experience is just so much more beautiful and there's so much less pressure and in turn we get more pleasure Hmm. and orgasm more (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah need to wrap this up <laughs> just kidding just kidding uh but yeah it's uh that juliet the juliet allen pleasure school mm-hmm. highly recommend and especially for blokes like that kind of topic and that whole thing like i've mentioned like grace has mentioned i had so much like i had so much blockages and just wasn't open to it at all i was like yep know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. However, all the stuff that I'd learnt on how to have sex was from porn that I'd watched like as a kid and through my teenage years and everything like that. And I was like, yeah, women just want to be fucked hard and fast and they make lots of noise. And like, yeah, that's how it's meant to be done. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then now I've learned that that is their actors. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally paid to act that way. It's like watching a movie and thinking that that's real life. It's it's just not true. Like, yeah. And for, for blokes, I can't recommend that enough. And I mean, if you're gonna um, if you're gonna actually follow anyone around this topic, Juliet Allen would be a great one, especially for blokes. A guy called Luke Skews. I learned a lot from him and still continue to learn mm-hmm. a lot from from watching his stuff. Him and his him and his partner Syndra. And I did work with Luke. Oh, probably 12 months ago 2020? now. 2020? Was it 2020? Yeah, it must have been 2020. Jeez. Oh, 2021. Yeah, I think it was 2021. Yeah. Yeah, it's like started last year. Mm. And that, that I feel, was the start. That was the real start of my mm. journey to diving more into uh, connection with myself in a really intimate way and then carrying that over into, yeah, sex and intimacy and connection with grace and mm. having that openness. And then, yeah, that's obviously just snowballed into this this pleasure school that we're doing and just exploring things in our own way and and different experiences and everything like that and yeah like i've mentioned many times in this podcast our relationship is now at a point that it's never been at in, the, in its entirety of existence and yeah it's been tough however the times that we've spent in the mud I suppose, for example's sake, has just allowed us to completely thrive in the sunshine kind of thing. So, mm. yeah, it's been it's been really nice. What yeah. would you say is like actually? What would you say is the main 
just for everyone listening, so they've got something something tangible to take from this, I suppose. I'm sure everyone's loving listening to this. Uh, what do you feel like is the main thing that's helped us get to this point in our relationship? I know, it's a big question. <laughs> I honestly think, and I was going to speak on it before you said that, in a sense, but just our willingness to go there. Mm, yeah. To, and from both sides at different times, but to have the conversations, to look at our triggers together and individually and to face each other no matter how shitty or hurtful it is. And that's something that's been huge, helpful that we had past experience in doing that, but coming into the pleasure school, especially in terms of intimacy, but how much that content on there, we've barely done any on there so far. Yeah. Because every time we watch something together, to sit down and do that together takes a lot. And to watch the content and the, the terminology that they use in the videos and the topics they go over, they stretch us both in mm. different ways and we end up pausing it and having a big conversation or someone gets triggered by something someone says and we have a disagreement, but then we lean into that and we discover more about each other and ourselves and just that spans out into every day and every area of our relationship and lives. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. Like some of those topics are confronting. Even right. just terminology, like, yeah. I can now listen to the word cock and be fine about it, but it's yeah. just like that That being just used so freely. Mm. And I laughed probably the first, like, five times <laughs> so it got used. Times. I couldn't yeah. listen to it yeah. and not laugh. And, yeah, you were just like, what? I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, cock worship. Like, hee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, I 100% agree. And I feel like that's been, that's definitely been the biggest thing for us as a as a couple you'd agree oh yeah yeah from my side especially like mm. just absolutely being willing to lean into that mm. and because it'd be so easy for me to just go oh nah that's too hard mm. and then because things were okay the way they were going mm. right and it's it's like how how long am i willing to put up with everything just being okay mm. and mediocre kind of thing because we could have sat in that for a long time we could have just kept going for a few more years and we probably would have got to 40 and been like hey this sucks and then we would have got divorced mm. and it's like we were willing to lean into it and yeah have the tough conversations and talk about like topics that you really don't want to talk about but are completely necessary and now we're just at a point where it's like hey that topic's pretty tough to talk about so uh, how about that? <laughs> how about that topic, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so it's so good and so freeing. Mm. And even to carry over, coming back to Luna, like mm. that's just helped so much, especially with me in communication with Luna. And that's something I'm still very much working on in terms of the way that Luna's communicating and just being super patient and super open with her and just teaching her from a, from the age she's at now that we can communicate about absolutely anything like she doesn't need to hold anything in she doesn't need to keep anything from us mm. like and yeah they might get to a time later in her life where she does do that however the steps we're taking now are i'm so happy with what we're doing with her now versus say when she was nine to ten months old mm. and i mean anyone that's been around luna in the last 
couple of months will know that she's just an absolute chatterbox. She does not shut up. And she, her communication is, it's just insane. Mm. Like, it's actually insane. We'll be walking in like a shopping center and she'll point to the toilet and go, toilet, we. Oui. And she'll just start walking there. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to the toilet now. Like, she just fully communicates. Like, she knows that she needs to go to the toilet. And she'll sit on the toilet and she'll be like, oh, done. Okay, and she'll be like, wipe. Okay, I'll wipe. Like, she's telling me what to do. Like, I don't even have to do anything. She's just like, this comes next, this comes next. And then she's like, socks. I'm like, yep. She's like, socks and shoes. I'm like, yep, we'll put your socks and shoes back on. Put your leg in the pants. Like, we're good. And she's like, oh, done. And then walks out the door. Mm -hmm. It's just... And that, that's just going to the toilet. She knows, like, her routine for dinner, like we've mentioned. She knows, like, if we're going for a walk, she knows how to get in the pram. Like, she knows if she needs to get in the car. It's, it's She knows all about dinner time. Like, it's just it's so much. And I feel like it's stemmed from us just being so open with our communication. Like, she can definitely feel that, like, mm. in an energetic sense. She'll know that we're doing that already, even if she can't quite fully understand what we're saying. However, she's a bit of a parrot at the moment. She basically repeats everything we say. So I've got to be really careful because she only knows two swear words. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta make sure I'm a bit more careful around that. But yeah, her her communication and it's it's been such a good uh, piece of evidence for us. Now that I'm reflecting, it's been such a good piece of evidence for us to go. Oh, wow, we must be communicating like really openly for Luna to then know that she can communicate really openly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really cool from my side to, and like coming back to a relationship and connection and parenting, our relationship and the experience of it and where it's at and what it feels like and how it looks is beyond anything that I ever thought was actually possible, you know, as a married couple or just in a relationship in general, let alone parents. And it's just so, we talk about it all the time where I just sit there and go, oh my God, uh, this is what we're creating and this is the example we're setting for Luna and this is, you know, I used to hold the belief that, you know, relationships just, excuse me, (laughs) (laughs) relationships just slowly dwindle off and you stop having sex and then marriages end in divorce. That was a belief I had and then I got to change that to they get better and better and the sex gets better and better and you get more and more connected and that is the experience. And I just know that, like, I just sit here and think if this is where we are at now, I couldn't even imagine where we're going to go and where we're going to be in even a year, let alone 10 years. And just being able to feel that without attachment to, but just in things are amazing now, I know things are going to get better and better just because of how we are. It just feels so beautiful and to be able to show that to Luna as well. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I think we might wrap it up there. I feel like we've talked about... Kind of went into this podcast, like I said. We were planning it two minutes before I hit the record <laughs> button. But, yeah, it's been really good. Thank you very much for jumping on here. Thank you. It's okay. Thank you guys for listening. I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>